Hello, Spookies. Christina here. Just want to let everyone know that the format of this episode is a little different than our usual episodes. We recorded this two weeks ago with Cancel for Maintenance podcast, and they released it on their end, and now we're releasing the same episode. Uh, but worry not, it is still a spooky. Stories, folklore, legends, leyendas, cuentos, y más. This is Spooky Tales. Listen, escuchen, at your own risk. Welcome, everybody. (laughs) Here we go. All right, so we're doing our collab today with the ladies with a spooky tales, <laughs> a spooky way, a spooky tales Halloween special. <laughs> pew, pew. Ladies, welcome to the show, and we're also happy to be on yours. So this will yes. be co-released on either of us, uh, times to be determined. And so for everyone on the spooky tales side, we are cancel for maintenance. We are two of three. Our third person shoreline is actually on a work trip right now. We talk about the gritty and non-glamorous lifestyle of aircraft maintenance. Yep, pretty much all thing aviation uh, maintenance related. Fun fact, I was in an aviation unit in Germany. Hey, there we go. So, I'm six. And I'm MBP. Hello. Hi. Short for? Short for, short for man, bear, pig. Hey, hey. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So today, ladies, we want want to focus a little bit on a halloween special at least for us for you this is like a normal everyday thing yeah Yeah. (laughs) but but for us since we're we're kind of going to the spirit of halloween we want to talk a little bit about uh haunted bases haunted hangars uh ghost aircraft stories things of that like do you guys have uh any stories or whatnot that you would care to share yes i found a story i will be taking everyone to the beautiful puerto rico about a haunted military fortress it's an old fortress so it was built by the spanish oh so this is like 1500s or 1600 eras mm-hmm. okay right on it sounds scary already she's like oh the beautiful haunted island of puerto rico like, oh fantastic right <laughs> and then mj what's yours about i am doing it on a fortress in peru uh, again also built by the spanish and it's one of the most haunted places in peru so there's a theme here. Places where the Spanish were are very haunted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to give a little background on the place and then just go into the legends. And uh, as always, feel free to interject with your thoughts. Castillo San Cristobal is located in San Juan, Puerto Rico. San Juan was colonized by the Spanish in 1521. In 1539, the Spanish constructed two defense fortresses, Castillo San Felipe del Moro and La Fortaleza. And in 1595 and 1598, the English attacked San Juan at these two locations. There was a bloody battle, um, lots of casualties, but I think the Spanish won. I don't know. I didn't read more than that. (laughs) Um, Then in 1625, the Dutch attacked from um, the other side where these two fortresses, fortresses were not located at. And um, it was an unexpected attack and they had a lot of casualties. And this led them to build... Castillo San Cristobal. It was built on a hill originally known as Cerro de la Orca or Cerro del Quemadero. And it took them 150 years to complete it. 
Seems like a long ass time. It is a super long mm-hmm. time. Right. Were they waiting for the stones to be formed? <laughs> no idea how or what what was going on, but it took them that long. They, I mean, like Crazy. it started. They all died, and it was like continued by someone else. I'm assuming, like, yeah. <laughs> it's the largest fortress built by the Spanish. It covers over 27 acres with deep tunnels and sentry boxes, also wow. called garitas in Spanish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These uh, sentry boxes were so far apart from each other that, in order to make sure they were still awake, that they were still there, the guards would yell out at each other uh, until they got a response, but. They had to yell so loud because they were competing with distance, with the sound of the wind, with waves crashing at the shore. Um, so they, they had to be really loud. One sentry box was even further away than the others. This sentry box or garita earned the name Garita del Diablo or the Devil Sentry Box. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> According to legend, a soldier by the name Sanchez was at Garita del Diablo, his fellow soldiers called and called and called for him, and there was no answer. They were too scared to check on him during this shift, during the night, so they waited until morning, and when they arrived, there was no trace of Sanchez. Nothing but his weapon and his uniform. The other guards believed that Sanchez was taken by the devil, and the story spread, and the sentry box was forever known as La Garita del Diablo. It mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot more likely that he just went a wall. He like took off with yeah. his girlfriend, <laughs> but nonetheless, the uh, the legend persisted. It spread, but the the reason that's more likely it's because there's like records that his command did not approve of his girlfriend. Neither did her parents. Um, so there's like a big chance that they just ran away together and lived happily ever after, or left each other. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> No. Hopefully, happily ever after. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Go we'll go with that. That sounds better. <laughs> yeah. We'll go with that. De Diablo. Yeah. Right. right. The, they were happy until they right. until they weren't. That's, yeah. Right. The end. Question mark. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, murder. Murder. Everywhere. Yes. <laughs> the spirit followed them everywhere. Speaking, uh, speaking of spirits. No. <laughs> Um, so many guards went missing from that box, that specific, that specific sentry box. And so, you know, the legend spread even more. They were taken by Satan, never to be seen alive again, but their spirits are said to roam the fortress. What a bummer. Like, imagine like you got snatched up by the devil and then instead of like living life in hell, you just get to do your job all day, every day for all eternity. (laughs) What if that's really hell? Like, just... it is. That, that would be true hell. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was supposed to party with Lama's ex. Now look at right? me here. Actual fiery hell sounds better than, than like, that. Just, you just get to do your job over and over. MVP and I actually made jokes about that. Like, I, w- I would rather be in the 10th circle of hell than to just forever do my job all day, every day. <laughs> just like live off the... Oh my God. Oh, that's that's yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Agreed. (laughs) Uh, So you were saying again, Christina? Yes. So another tale told of San Cristobal. Oh my God, I can't say it again. Another tale told of San Cristobal is that of Maria Dolores. And uh, it's said that Maria Dolores was the daughter of the executioner of San Cristobal. So Maria fell in love with a man who happened to be a thief 
that was eventually caught and arrested for his crimes, and he was kept at the fortress. He was sentenced to death and killed by the executioner, but she was unaware of all of this, and um, so uh, I don't know where she was or what was going on, but apparently she came across his body in the gallows, and she was devastated, and so then she died by suicide, uh, hanging herself beside her lover. And then the executioner, her father, found both of them when he came back to dispose of the body he had just executed, the guy. Um, I forgot his name. Betancourt, which sounds weird. Like, why is someone named Betancourt there? So I don't know. Maybe he was a uh, he was, he British, was a fo- British dropped off by the British at some, some point. Like he but, was a, yeah, something. Yeah. He was a foreign draftee. Wow. <laughs> Uh, but the the couple is now set to haunt the fortress. Like together, like walking hand in hand, or like one will be on one side, one will be on the other. And I'd like to think they switch it up, you know? Yeah, they they run <laughs> shifts. They do shifts. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> they, they hold hands. Sometimes they take turns. Like, you know, that's that's what I like to think. Yeah. I, yeah. Because I think they would be like, man, I'm getting bored of you with all eternity. Get away from me. <laughs> in my space. Man, that's crazy. I don't know. I just I couldn't imagine walking through. See, ancient places like that, right? The spirits and everything, and just walking around there at night. Oh, just come here at nighttime, take a nighttime tour, or I can wait till the sun's up. You know what I mean? I yeah, I, don't know. I would wait for the sun. Um, this place you can go to the fortress, but you cannot get in the sentry boxes. Apparently, FYI, but it is open to the public. So if you're ever in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Which which goes to show you, right, that they there's still people out there that believe in the the evil spirits a little bit, right? If they won't let you go in those those sentry boxes, yeah, right. Yeah, and I don't know the reason. I don't know if they're just like too old and it's dangerous, or it's because they're haunted. But then again, people are stupid, so there's bound to be somebody to do something. Like, Yo, shit check there. this out, Yolo, and then you just see him like a, a hand just come snatch his ass. I'm like. Oh my god. Nope. 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 I, nope, I think nope, it's nope. a combination of all of it. I still think there's somebody that believes that those are evil places and they're just that's their way of protecting. Right. For sure. One thing we've always talked about is like Americans, so we wouldn't doubt Americans would be like, yo, let's bring the Ouija board there. No. Let's find <laughs> no. the sentry yeah, box. No. Yeah. yeah, which it's like it's like no nobody's trying to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kids are like, oh, let's tempt fate a little bit. Let's do a little Blair Witch project. Nah, no. <laughs> yep. no, no, hard no. It's a no. Yeah, you can, you can go and get snatched up by Satan yourself. Right, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead I'm gonna pass. <laughs> right? <laughs> nope, nope. That is funny. Is it my turn now, or Christina? Do you still have more? No, that was my story. Well, I am doing my story on Fortaleza. Del Real Felipe, or in English, the Real Felipe Fortress. It's located in Lima, Peru, and um, it started construction in 1747 and finished within like eight months. Um, wow, that's fast compared to yeah. the one I, I know. talked about. Right. A little quicker than they learned since then, right? <laughs> took them 100 yeah. years. So we could do this quicker this time. <laughs> yeah. And the Spanish built it, um, it was built during uh, uh, colonization. And it was to protect Peruvian coastline from pirates um, because uh, at that time they were really attacking the Spanish and the Spanish were like, yo, we need something to, <laughs> to protect ourselves. So they learned. I think that this was a little bit after the that one, right, Christina? When was yeah, for sure. Mine was 
built in it started in like 16 something and it was finished like in seven yeah so this was like almost like 100 years later they're yeah. like oh, we learned <laughs> we learned um and it was a stronghold during its fight for independence and today it, this historical site is a military museum and continues to be an active military base it is popular uh, it's a popular destination for tourism during the day why not at night well, this it's, the story's a little bit different at night. Oh. The real Felipe Fortress is considered one of the most haunted places in Peru, along with La Casa Matusita, which if you guys are interested in that, we have an episode on Ooh. it. Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Both um, Let's go. <laughs> I, y'all are on your own for La Casa Matusita. This one seems a little bit less scary, but that don't... Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. I'm not so foot in that, <laughs> that place. Not I. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> so there have been so many counts of paranormal activity at the site that the museum holds paranormal tours for those who are interested. It has also been featured on Ghost Hunters International. Ooh. Now, the most common sighting is a lady in white, which can be seen at midnight on the drawbridge of the King's Tower. And I don't understand why this is, but lady and ladies in white women apparitions in white are one of the most common ghosts ladies dressed in ever. white like, the way you made it sound it was like it's a white lady with like her psl and hat uh, like a flat shirt i mean leggings. listen a hundred years from now there's gonna be something like that i thought you said like a white lady like <laughs> that's like what i'm saying <laughs> well i mean it probably was either way but uh, no, you know what they um a lot of the lady in white ghosts they they have made like it's an indigenous person. So like La Llorona is supposed to be a mestiza woman. That is yeah, true. But well. I feel like it, but I feel like I feel like a lady in white is like so common all around the world. Yeah. Because you know how they would uh at the time of burial they were they would bury the women in their finest dresses, which often was the wedding dress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. But it's yeah. very common. I see it all the time. So, so in about 300 years from now, you're going to see it's, instead of lady in white, it's going to be lady in ox blood or something like that. Cause that's like <laughs> the latest fad. <laughs> no, be, no. Lady, lady in some Lululemon leggings. Oh, <laughs> we just said almost the same thing, but Lululemon. you said Lululemon and I said Lululemon, which I thought were the same thing for the longest time. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> no. And then it's like, they're just going to be, um, you know, during, you know, October where it's like, yeah, there was this lady with Ugg boots. Uh, what's North it called? Jacket, uh, <laughs> boots. It pumpkin spice latte in hand. She said, it's time for fall, y'all. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And you get to hear the jingling, the jingling of all the bracelets and shit. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I have a complaint. <laughs> that's what she, that's like what she repeats. Sorry, MJ, continue, please. <laughs> Another common entity cited is the ghost of a little boy. Often seen in the governor's house, people who see this little boy describe him as being around two years old and wearing an 1800 sailor outfit. Quick Quick glimpses of the child are seen before he vanishes into thin air. And he's often described as like playing around, like he's playing or like running and stuff. That's also a hell no, because for those of you who listen to our podcast, 
y'all know that little kid spirits freak me the hell out because mm-hmm. <laughs> ain't something's wrong like, there. Little kid laughing, you hear like a little child laughter in in the middle of the night is creepy. Uh uh-uh, uh, that's mm-hmm. that, like I always said, it's like an evil entity. like masking itself as a child to be you know kind of like to lure you like oh look at i'm all innocent just kidding you're going to hell now with me right and that'd be the way to suck me in like oh little kid like what's the matter you need some help and then like snatch oh damn it yeah one of the most common like legends is like there's like a baby crying in the field and some drunk uncle is walking home and he's like, I got to help that baby. And he goes and like, it's actually Satan. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is a very common thing. And it's like a baby that's really heavy too, like super heavy. Yeah, like the you more he walks, it it, the heavier the baby gets. And eventually yeah, and the bigger the, the drunk deal looks down and the baby has like sharp teeth and it's like, I'm Satan. A demon. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> no, I don't know. What you thought. Name. Yes, that's the thing. Yeah, very common all over Latin America. (laughs) No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, whenever there's a child entity, like, in my beliefs, kids are so pure that they don't ever stay. Like, they get taken, you know, to the afterlife where they're supposed to go. So what does that mean? That means that whatever is trying to mimic a child is not good. Because why would you try to mimic a child? Very true. I always associate it with, like, very evil spirits or or demons. So, I don't know. You guys go on, trying to go to this place. If y'all get, you know, possessed, that's on you. Guys, <laughs> knowing you, I can, I pictures. Can tell you that's probably not going to happen for me. Right. <laughs> Same. So, um, this next ghost story, uh, this next ghost has a story attached to it. According to legend, a soldier was posted at the Queen's Tower, and as the soldier watched the enemy get closer and closer to the fort, he became he became filled with fear so scared that he ended his own life by jumping off the tower. Now, visitors claim to witness a soldier in the tower, which, by the way, is off limits, too, for probably the same reason. And people in the area claim to have an uncontrollable urge to jump off the tower. (laughs) Which um, a lot of people say, like, when there's, like, really negative energy, it almost makes you want to replicate what happened. So... Oof. Mm-hmm. Ew. Yeah. Yeah, no. Solid no. <laughs> Hard no. That's pass. Yeah. So the most active place in the tower is the dungeon. People here, people who visit this place uh, claim to hear disembodied voices, apparitions, cries and wailing, footsteps, banging, and shadow figures are common in the area. And from the picture that I saw, the dungeon is very narrow. I'm talking about like only like one person can fit there, like walking through. And it's very long, but very narrow. And they would uh, cramp up to 80 people, pack them up like sardines, leave them there to die and starve. Oh my God. So there was a lot of suffering and a lot of torture that occurred here. And it has a 274 year history. So can you imagine what happened in almost those 300 years? Ooh, no. Atrocities. Atrocities and so much you know so much uh human rights violations so yeah so whoever's going to this place send pictures but no it's a pass for me <laughs> hard hard pass. pass yeah hard pass. Mm-hmm. no yeah, that's, that's crazy that reminds me so you were talking about the, the the kids and stuff before and then and then underground dungeons so in monterey mexico there's a 400 year old some spanish mission church 
built up on a hill and you can go tour it and it's um it's got old cannons and stuff up there i guess at one time it was a it was a fortress slash church and then ultimately just became a church and then now it's kind of just like a museum but mm-hmm. it's like majority of the buildings closed off for reasons we've discussed you know but they say mm-hmm. that in the tunnels underneath the priests and the nuns that's where they would get together um and the and the the tunnels are supposedly several miles long supposedly but i guess they wow. tied like local cave systems or whatever but they said you know the nuns and the priests will get down there do their thing the nuns will get pregnant not supposed to be pregnant so when they would give birth they would give birth down there in those tunnels oh. and then take the the babies way far back in and then <gasps> leave them there no. and then come back wow. out to the surface so they say if you go down in there now, you can hear uh, the babies wailing in, in, oh, in no. the caverns. Yeah, dude, it's, it's some creepy shit. Oh, man. Wow. You know, it's funny. The first erotic novel was written by a priest. Oh, I believe it. That was, no, no, no. It's, uh, I studied it in oh Renaissance God. history art. And, I was, and people are like, but they're priests. And I'm like, yo, the first erotic novel was about a priest fantasizing what he would do to a nun and what he had done to a nun. So. Jeez. Yeah. Sounds about right. It sounds about right. On brand. <laughs> yep. And MEP, you got us. You got one. Uh, I don't have anything related for like aviation wise, but um, I mean the I mean the creepy uh, baby tunnel thing was pretty pretty uh, yeah. yeah. So from yeah. from my hometown though, I'm from back east um, in Ohio, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so my hometown, uh, one side of the river was a Native American settlement. And on the other side, or it was a camp, a Native American village. And then on the other side was a uh, pioneer town that they had built up because it was a pretty, pretty large tribal village there. So pioneers put up a village cross to do trading with furs and all that kind of stuff. So in that in that pioneer village, there was a, a lady there named Mary Stuckums. And if you're from my area, it's uh, and you can look it up online, too. But everybody knows who Mary Stuckums is. So she was this woman and she she had three children and she lost her mind, became possessed. They said she was a witch and that she sacrificed her children to Satan. Uh, So she murdered all three children. And then she was uh, found out, discovered and uh, hung for her crimes. But because I guess the mutilation and such was so grotesque that she couldn't be buried in the normal uh, graveyard, which would be way up over the, the hill, so like I would have to drive past it every day to get to my to get to my house. Ooh. But she couldn't be buried in that that graveyard. That's where normal God fearing folks were buried. She was taken across the river on the Native American side, <clears> and then taken. It takes like right now, like forty five minutes to get there by car from the town that's there now. Mm-hmm. So back in those days, with no roads and whatever else. It would. I don't know how long it would have taken to get there by horseback and carriage or by just carrying the body, but you go way out in the middle of nowhere and then you have to go way down into this hollow. And then from that day forward, that's where all Stuckham people with the last name of Stuckham had to be buried because they weren't, they were considered to all be possessed. What? Jeez. And, and they didn't want those people around. So they buried the whole family out there. And Mary was the first one at the bottom of the hollow, way as far back as you can get. But now if you walk down there now, it's like a little deer path to get down through there. And you can see, you know, old several hundred year old gravestones and uh, whatever else. But 
yeah, the goal is to get all the way in the back, right? As, a, as you're a teenager, it's a popular place to go to test your braveness, if you will. Mm-hmm. But the goal is to walk all the way to the back to get to Mary's grave. And then you're supposed to say something. If I can't remember what it is. And sometimes she appears. They said you can see the ghost of her children wandering the woods around there. You can see floating orbs and things like that. But I can tell you the time that I was there, we made it about halfway in. And I heard a little girl scream. <gasps> oh, my and God. Turned, we turned. It was like five of us. And we turned and fucking hauled ass back out of that hollow. Jumped in the truck and we're gone, dude. Heck, gone. yeah. I would too. Back again. Never went back again. I can't blame you. Wow. Yeah. I nope. <laughs> yeah, that's. I leave my friends there. Like you're on your own. Yeah. It's the legend of Mary Stuckums. Uh, Jeez. For my my wow. part of the world. Wow. Damn. <laughs> so 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 we went from the <laughs> underground baby tunnel to uh, like a whole family of possessed demon pe- demon children. Yeah. Her, her just sacrificing her children to yeah to Satan, right? Just to. to Kid killers. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. And throw hands with these ghosts once I die. <laughs> Apparently she's the one that can can possess and, and send apparitions home with you type thing. Oh hell no. <laughs> yeah, so that's they a, say. That's a solid no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so the story, stories, the stories that I got. Uh the first one, it's called uh Eastern Airlines uh Flight 401. Uh this actually got turned into a movie. It was it was oh. like an old movie. I can't remember when. Snakes and it, on a plane? Sec, uh, <laughs> snakes on a plane? Yeah. Tired <laughs> <laughs> of these fucking snakes. I like snakes. So I'd be like, oh. Oh, hi, little I guy. Keep... What are you doing? Where's your mom? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so in 1972, uh, Eastern Airlines flight uh, 401 was flying from New York to Miami. And something went wrong with the plane and it crashed into the Florida Everglades. And killed about 101 uh, people. The airline company decided or found some of the parts from the wreckage and they were able to salvage it Mm. and then install them into different airplanes within their fleet. This sounds like it's going to go bad. (laughs) Yeah. So um, there have been stories of each of those planes that that were that these uh, salvage parts were installed on started having uh, apparitions on the on the flights. Uh, one such was um, the VP for the airlines. He recalled before he stepped onto his flight, he was having a conversation with the with uh, this guy in a captain's uniform and he had a good ass conversation. He boarded his plane and about halfway through the flight, he realized that the guy he was talking to looked exactly like the captain who died on the in the plane crash. Ooh. So that is. So the so going back a little bit, uh, among the people who died in that flight was the captain. Uh, his name was Robert Loft, and the flight engineer. His name was Don Repo, and um, all these different planes that they they cannibalized and salvaged these parts and installed them on all started seeing apparitions or visions of these two pilots and flight engineers on top of the passengers. Uh, another story was a flight attendant was serving was about to serve people for from the galley and whatnot to give them food and whatnot and she saw a face in the oven where that was cannibalized uh, that was salvaged from the wreckage so so she saw she saw a face in the oven she like freaked out obviously like anyone else would like any normal person would and she started to call two of her other flight attendant crew members to come take a look like oh dude what is this and (laughs) and when she looked back at the oven the face talked to her Oh, oh my god no. No. the face told her like watch out 
for a fire on this plane. And oh hell no! As soon as they came back on their flight, or they had to return uh, back to um, the airport because the engine was having some trouble. And when when the when the aircraft landed, they shut down just in time before the engine caught on fire. So the ghost pretty much warned them that the aircraft was going to catch on fire. And so they listened and then they avoided like sheer disaster from the engine catching on fire. I would wow. keep that ghost like legit. I would be like, you know what, helpful. whatever part he's helpful. He gets to stay. Right. Yeah. So all these aircraft that the, the parts that they salvaged were installed on, they all started seeing stuff like that, like the pilots or the passengers would warn them of stuff that's going to happen to the plane that the parts are installed on. And they, they've all established all the crew members of the, of the airline company established like these ghosts are trying to help us. But after so much bad press and um, or threat of bad press and the crew members just being spooked out of their fucking minds, they did the airline company decided to dis- to remove all those salvage parts and destroy them because because they're like yo like Boo. yo a uh, ghost <laughs> on a plane just no. <laughs> I'd rather take a ghost over like people though honestly people. <laughs> so it's a helpful ghost. Yeah, right. Right. I know exactly. It's like, yo, he's pulling more weight than half of these right. people. He gets to stay. Right. Yeah, yeah, they're helping. They're helping. From from my perspective, I'm like, hey, Mister Ghost, you found the problem. You you mind just fixing it real quick? Like, put some hands on that, please. <laughs> you know, yeah, for real. Like, uh, hi, guy. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, you're pretty good at troubleshooting stuff. So, um, can you tell me what's gonna happen before we take off? That can be nice. You got this. That, yeah, exactly. That would be nice. I would have kept them. I would have been like, you know what? Wink, wink. We destroyed it. Wink. Yeah, the, the, wink. these are our friends. I mean, ghosts are bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> second, second story. This is actually this plane is actually still in service. Um, it's <gasps> called it's called a uh, Spook Fifty. Oh. Spook Fifty is a KC one thirty five aircraft refueler. So if you ever see any movies or pictures of planes getting gas in the air, that's the plane that gives them the gas. This particular plane, Spook Fifty is the the notorious uh KC-135 that's had more deaths on that plane than any other plane in in the entire US Air Force. Oh. So yeah, so this is a US Air Force plane by the way. Uh Spook 50 it would have uh moments where the autopilot would turn off on its own. The lights on the plane would turn on and off when there's no one near the switches or no one even in the plane just turns on and off on its own. One the two such instances with Spook 50 is um, there is this one window that has like this thing called a sextant, which is kind of like a compass. This uh, window exploded somehow and it killed one of the 14 pass, uh, one of the 14 crew members on the plane. And to this what? day, they still don't know how that wow. window uh, exploded. But the chances of that one person who did die was one in two billion. Damn. Wow. I was uh, see when it's your turn. It's your right. turn. <laughs> That's yep. some final destination yep. shit. For real, yeah, that is destination shit. And so the the craziest story that I've heard or that was told, this was actually from one of our friends, MVP, uh, is yep. uh, one crew member was operating the refueling boom to have it come down to refuel some other planes, and this is in the dark and whatnot, and he has his night vision on. There, how many some thousand feet in the air, and he swears up and down that as he's operating the boom to refuel the planes he felt a hand grab him by the wrist and Ugh. and force the boom oh my God. Ba- the other direction and 
What? And so he, he's and he and he looks, he he feels the arm. He like no kidding, like someone just like grabs him, like trying to stop him. And he looks and there's nothing. And like, and so he radios to the crew to the pilot to like, who's down here with me that's forcing me to not operate the boom? And the pilots are like, What are you talking about, dude? You're the only one down there. And Damn. he he's had this occurrence five times. That <gasps> that is like one too many. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's that's four times too many. The, the the first time would have been enough. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? I don't know if you guys are allowed to do this, but sage that right. shit. Sage it up and down. Right. So the so this plane is actually still in service, which is the crazy part. You know, like I if that was me, I'm like, yo, this plane's gotta go, man. Like, like put it in yeah, the Yeah, for sure. Put it in the boneyard, something, just like stop flying this thing. Spray the area with holy water or something. Don't, but I know it's like probably stop using it. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, So this plane is currently in McDill Air Force Base. I think that's in Florida. That was me. Like, nope, nope, not not a chance in hell. No. And and that's the uh, and that's the stigma. Like nobody wants to fly this thing, but obviously you know it's start start doing it. (laughs) Right. It's like the 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 not the nose goes kind of thing. Like one two three, not it. (laughs) Damn it. Yo, speaking of Florida, they got that Bermuda Triangle out there, and they say aircraft that fly through there, if they still fly through there, some people just opt to go around it, do their flight plans around it. But they say, like, even to this day, flying through there, you'll see uh, a fleet of World War II fighters cruising along. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ones and and they'll look at the tail numbers or whatever, and they'll go back and research it, and that that they were lost lost in a storm or whatever else at sea right all every aircraft from that unit went down into the ocean when it was wow. lost but you'll see some them, wormhole in there through the bermuda triangle right that's like some wormhole type stuff it's like uh you get sucked into another universe or another place in the universe right Ugh, that's a yeah. hard note for me i know there's like a bermuda triangle in alaska and planes there disappear all the time too i was watching a show on it like the other day <laughs> by the bearing straight yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a no. Lots of, uh... <laughs> I, I, I'll rather stay on the ground, thanks. <laughs> With my look, it's like, hey, the whole plane is abducted. Congrats, MJ. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with that. My thing, though, is a haunted <laughs> plane. Like, hey, if you're going to be hanging out here, how about instead of messing up my arm and uh, trying to stop this refuel action, how about you uh, fix some of these discrepancies we've got in the logbook? You know what I mean? Put, put in some work. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine me? I, like, bring my like shadow person and be like, "Hey, Philip, that guy's bothering me. Go, go get him." And watch like a ghost fight is each that, other. That'd be is sick. That a thing? Can you do that? Oh my god. I'm. I don't know, but I kind of want to try now. Like, do you, <laughs> do you suppose that's a real thing, though? If you have, so you say you have this Philip who's who's with you. I don't know if it's a one Philip or many Philips, but I we just call him Philip. So, okay, let's just say if there's. Do you think Philip keeps the bad entities away? From, I don't know. He does not annoying. Well, what I'm saying though is right, but he's not annoying. But is he? There are stories of shadow people that that people will say they protect them from other yeah. beings that were like maybe coming. Like, yeah, so, yeah. That's I've heard that too. That they're guardians. Uh-huh. I don't know what Philip is, but Philip is always around. My my daughter saw him or it two nights ago. Really. Ew. Yeah, we've all seen them. Anybody who's around me, and if you're around me long enough, you will end up seeing Philip. And, and does he just like standing in a hallway, or where does he show up typically? No, uh, 
uh the other well i got a picture remember christina um yeah he was in front of my closet the other day he was um behind my uh the 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 bed thing what is that called oh my god like the headboard yeah 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 um, that's where my daughter saw him. I've seen him in the kitchen and it's sometimes it's just his hand. Sometimes it's just a torso. Um, my daughter saw him in the kitchen walking. My son has seen me and my son has seen them together. Me and other people have seen Philip together. So it's like whenever I get enough people, even this is like my friends. Remember I was telling you that I used to have a lot of friends over all the time and they'd be like, they'd see some shit and they'd be like, bye. So if you hang out with me long enough, you'll see fellow. This is why I only um, record remotely with you, MJ. I wonder if you, during one of your recordings, if you could set up like another, have you heard, does he speak at all? Does he? Uh, there, there were, I don't know, but there was this run recording when I was alone and I was talking to a friend and I was like, Hey, have you seen, listened to the latest spooky tales podcast and you hear someone talk like a woman talking yeah I was alone that day by the way my kids were at school and I, it was one of those when I had just finished dropping off my daughter I was home and then it was the the case was uh when we did the the demon case I don't know if it was that or because I know sometimes like whenever I do research a case things get attached to me for a minute and I don't know if it was it had something to do with the case because the same thing happened with um a when me and Christina yeah. were researching this uh uh, yeah, this thing called the Hawaii uh, Chiba. And I live on the, I live in an apartment, second story, and we would hear knocking all over our, my apartment. And it was me, my kids and my mom. And we were all in the, you know, we were making dinner. I was making dinner for the family. And you hear the knocking on the walls. And I live in the second floor. Yeah, right? that's, yeah that's a hard no. So, sorry about that, everyone. Like, uh, I, I was for what I had to unplug my mic for a second because I was hearing music in my headphones for whatever reason, and I don't have any anything Ooh. play anything open. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, <laughs> that's Philip saying hi. Um, no, but then so we would hear like a uh, knocking, right? And it's it's it was so bad that week during research. Even I had like a weird ass fucking dream, and I don't have I don't ever have nightmares. And then, and then, yeah, me and Christina had nightmares the same night. My kids are having nightmares. We were hearing knocking. There was uh, stuff flying off my bookshelf. It was crazy. And I try to avoid that topic now. And we still, um, every once in a while, we still hear someone Ew. knocking on my front door. And you open it, nobody's there. And lately, Gross. lately, um, the past two months, I always hear my husband knock on the door and say, hey, I'm home. And then I text him, hey, did you knock on the door? He's like, no, oh. but I just mm. marked right now. Mm. So speaking of uh, connections and me just now about hearing music in my headphones, wink, wink, hint, hint. <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> this kind of goes into a story. I was going to bring it up like some other time, but uh, Denver Airport. Yes, I've heard so much about that place. Mm. So Denver Airport is reportedly one of the most haunted places in the entire U.S., and uh, there's this one section in the airport. I can't remember the names of it, but they're said to be music playing all the time. And the mu- and the music's what? not like some elevator music shit. It's like some Native American ritual uh, <gasps> chanting music. And uh, some people, uh, some people, especially the pe- the ones at the airports, they swear it off like that's just part of our cultural arts program. That's just music, you know, just to 
you know, kind of fill space because it's so far away, Lazada, all that stuff. And then, but other people say that either A, the chanting or the music playing is to A, ward off ghosts, or it is by the ghosts. <laughs> mm-hmm. and so that just kind of made me laugh because I'm hearing, I, I was hearing music in my headphones. That is creepy. I'm, <laughs> if that's me, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so speaking of warding off ghosts, right? I have, I have something to add into that. And I was like, I was asking MJ, does Philip keep the bad spirits mm-hmm. away? So uh, for a while, my my family and I were living, my wife and my kids, we were all living in uh, West Virginia in a house that was built uh, in like 1952. Mm-hmm. Anyway, old wooden house, made a lot of creeks, but in the house, like I had a door to the upstairs that I always keep closed because I want the kids going up there when they, because they were babies mm-hmm. at the time. But you would hear like walking on the wood yeah. in the at nighttime sometimes. And then like in the basement, I had, the basement was massive had a whole workshop down there, a bathroom. It was, it was a big, like, I guess the guy who built the house, he built, he was living in the basement, built the house over top of him. But anyhow, I would hang out down there, had, you know, TV and kids toys and stuff. So I'd be down there. And then at nighttime, when everybody else would be going to sleep, I'd be just down there watching TV or whatever. And then like a kid's toy would like kick off, you know, one of those electric toys would just start chiming off. Mm -hmm. Or like a doll would just start talking. That happens to me all the time. That's why um, I take the batteries out of my kids' toys because we think we, at one point, we had what we call a child spirit because, okay, when we first moved into this place, we moved in right after my son's second, second birthday. And so that means we had a bunch of new toys and stuff and we had this light up bag and it would, it would go off by itself. And then me and my cousin, we were moving all stuff. And then we heard a little girl laugh and me and my cousin looked at each other and we're like, did you hear that? And then he stayed with us for a while and he would hear some, something playing with the toys and uh, someone opening up like the toy boxes and stuff and playing with them. Yeah. Burn it all down. (laughs) (laughs) So, so to it then, right. So fast forward and I was still traveling a decent amount back then for work, but I was down in Houston, Texas working. And I, you know, being aviation maintenance, you know, you're out pretty much all night long. So I was getting back, I think at like three eight. Uh, I was getting back at like one or one thirty or two in the morning. The witching hour. And I called. Uh, I would always call the wife, you know, when I get back, even though I knew she'd be asleep. But I call her just let her know I was back in for the night at our at the place I was staying at down in Houston. She was up in West Virginia. She would talk to me on the phone. She was kind of half asleep. She said, yeah. She goes, oh my god, oh my god. And I said, what? And she goes. She goes, I, I can't, I can't touch them. I said, what do you, what do you can't do that? The kids? Like, cause she, when I was gone, she would always sleep with the kids in her bed. And she, I was like, the kids, she's like, no, there's three, three shadowy figures. Oh. In front of me. And like, they're right here and I can't, I can't touch them, but they're right here looking at me. I said, are they, how are they acting? She goes, I don't feel afraid at all. She goes, they're just here mm-hmm. looking over, you know, looking over the room. Like one was in the room and one was in the door and one was still in the hallway, you know? And, She's like, but I don't, I was like, are you afraid? And she's like, no, they're not, they're not acting menacingly or anything. They're just kind of hanging out. She felt calm. Mm-hmm, almost. Mm-hmm. She's like, but she, they were there and she was trying to reach them and touch them. Like to see if it was real. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, she's like, all right, well, I'm going to go back to sleep. And now again, she's a, she's a Latina from Mexico. So she's very in tune with the spirit mm-hmm. stuff, you know, believes all that stuff. Her grandmother was very much that way, but she, uh, I talked to her the next day. I said, Hey, the shadowy figures, you know, she's like, yeah, they were, I'm, she goes, I'm telling you they were there, but I couldn't touch them. So I looked it up a little bit and 
there's a story and a lot of people say they experience it, but it's these three, three, uh, fallen angels hmm. who are doing God's work to get back into his good graces. Oh. So Cause she said they had wings. <gasps> so she's three with their, so if you read this, the story in the Bible says the three shall spread their blackened wings Oof. and act out God's vengeance type thing. Uh, so they say they those three appear when there's a real bad entity around. Those three show up to uh, to fight it. That, that's I see. Yeah. That's what I was going to tell you. That's a good omen because I've there's been only two times when I've two or three. I can't remember clearly. I'm I'm gonna have to like I've seen them so many times where I see shadow people and I feel something negative. Otherwise, the rest of the times are like eh. I didn't feel any negative things towards like about it. It was weird. It moved weird. But then I. Yeah, Once I realized it was a shadow person, I see him so often. I was like, okay, good night. <laughs> Man, I, I, I don't want to ever be that <laughs> that's, I, that's seeing too many shadow people. So when I was a kid, right? I was a kid, and I remember I just snapped awake in the middle of the night in my room. And I just sat straight up in my bed and looked at the end of my bed, and there were two white figures there <gasps> with wings. So Whoa. angels, I guess you would say. But I mean, vivid, like vivid and they were standing there and they were kind of like they were talking to each other, but kind of looking at me through the side eye a little bit, but talking. But I didn't feel like, you know, what I mean, like they were kind of like leaning towards each other, talking and kind of glancing over at me and then looking back at one another, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And I just remember sitting there looking at him. And then all of a sudden, one of them waved their hand and I just kind of fell straight back asleep. And it was like you, you weren't supposed oh, to man. see this. <laughs> yeah. And then the next day, uh, my cousin's two year old son drowned. Wow. <gasps> like they're probably like no it's not you right and so that's what my mom said my mom goes she was i think they were deciding dang that is because it was going to be one of you two and it wasn't you wow god and i think about that a lot (sighs) that is crazy that that was that was pretty deep (sighs) yeah that was so strange Uh, no, no kidding. I was like, I don't know about y'all. I think I had enough spine tinglers for for the moment. <laughs> Are you sure I got more? Uh, I mean, we can totally so talk more. Uh, we can do that for our for our post show for, for I guess our post show. <laughs> so with that, uh I, Christine, I think you usually have this line that you normally say when you're about ready to sign off. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, let's see. Uh don't don't go to haunted fortresses. I don't know. <laughs> that's my that's my yeah. line right there. <laughs> Yeah, don't go to haunted fortresses. They have too much history. It's a no. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't take canned parts from crashed planes. <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> right. If a plane is haunted, just t- stop using it. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, and and I'm gonna just add in burn sage. Right. Uh, so, ladies, uh, real fast before we sign off for the night. For all you spooky listeners, you can find us at cancelformaintenance.com. All the socials. Not TikTok though, because. Uh, non-disclosure <laughs> reasons uh instagram it's at kanks yay and x uh for maintenance um twitter is at cxmx maintenance and likewise you can find us there and everywhere you can listen to podcasts so on that note bye everybody stay spooky yes yeah, bye, bye. See you, quick shout out to our spookies who are supporting us on patreon Cleo, Renee, Yamaris, Iris, Ghost Train, and Madtown Charity. Thank you so much for your support.
Es Boogie Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ, edited and produced by Christina. If you're looking for extra ways to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Tales. And you can also check out our Patreon for bonus episodes and more. Go to spookytales.com slash support. But of course, you have our eternal gratitude for just listening. Stay spooky! Spooky!